This is the Hot and Heavy Sex Magic Podcast. Welcome to our healing sanctuary. When you listen to our podcast, you will learn how to step out of toxic sex and relationship patterns. And finally, create soul-level connections. This is PMV, your twin flame couple, sharing our hot and heavy sex magic practices so that you can step into your raw sexual expression. Woo! Welcome to our very first episode of our hot and heavy sex magic podcast. I'm super excited and we want to share in that episode how we got together, how we found ourselves mm -hmm. and now you take over before it gets too boring. Before it gets too boring? <laughs> yes. Oh God. But this is the thing, you're not, you're not boring at all and this is actually one of the reasons that got us to stick, one of the reasons that caught my attention when we actually physically first met versus when I feel like we spiritually first met, which I think are two different stories. And I think it's really important for the people to hear today. Yeah, and I think it's really important as well to clarify because we are talking in our intro that we are twin flames. We are mentioning it as well, talk, going a little bit into that topic. How does it play out in our relationship? What importance does it actually have in our real life? Mm -hmm. And what we needed to master before we actually could meet. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so <laughs> it wasn't until we physically met in Mexico at a birthday party that I was going to at first really thinking in my mind like, all right, I got some interest in this lady, the birthday girl. I have some interest. And honestly, at this point, there was only talking And it was like, all right, let's see what happens. Let's not even try to put any label on it. Let's just see where the conversation leads us. And that was about it. That's, that's kind of the, the, so I went there, you know, I'm like all white party. I came in, I had to buy some new white clothes that day because I didn't even own all white. And I put on my little king scarf from hand stitched in Cambodia. And I was like, I'm coming in here dressed hot to impress. And heavy. Hot and heavy. That's what I'm coming in, hot and heavy. Yeah, and I want to share how I entered the space of that birthday party. Yeah. Because that was one of my worst days mm -hmm. in the whole year, I would sure, say. Sure, to sure. be honest, I was thinking, oh, should I go? Should I not go? I was definitely not going there with the intention to meet a potential partner right. definitely not i was happy i could make it mm -hmm. i came because i i love the birthday girl um we don't know that well but i really she's a really amazing soul so i was like okay i really want to go i'm not sure how long she will be in mexico i don't know how long i will be there I take the shot and go even I'm in that state. So I was in my personal drama and it's like, it's crazy because you came late. Right. I was early. I think I was one of the first person there right. on that um, dinner. And actually I was sitting on the opposite side of the table, but the birthday girl arranged that I, that was sitting in that one empty the one seat, seat where there was only one more seat that I could possibly sit by the time <laughs> because, I got there yeah because of course you've been late <laughs> right right and you know what's interesting like because part of the reason why I was late was one looking for this all white suit before I got there and also I was in that space of experimenting with dating I never was a person that was like dating like dating like clearly defined i am in a space of dating i'm not really looking for love i'm just dating and experimenting on what are the do's and the don'ts and so it's interesting because there was a, a whole nother girl earlier in that day i don't even have to think i've told you this shit. you did There's, i did there's <laughs> yeah, a whole nother girl in that day and i remember you know for me like dating isn't like it's not physical contact it's not sexual intercourse it's just like look i want to talk i really was in that space even when i met vanessa here i was in that space of like i want i want a friend like i literally want a friend and for me dating it was also same with the birthday girls like i want a friend i was in that mentality where it's like none of this meant something needed to progress from a physical standpoint and so even yeah. earlier in that day uh I was by this sushi spot and I was like, you know what, I'm walking around by myself and there's actually this girl that I met at a restaurant and she was interested in astrology as well. 
And I'm like, you know what? Let's call her up. Maybe I have a shopping buddy today. And that's literally what I'm thinking. I'm have a shopping buddy. And somehow I was like, yo, I'm somewhere close. I don't know where you live, but I, Mexico, Playa del Carmen is not that big. Can you meet and, up? And actually, what when you're listening right here and you don't know the energy in Playa del Carmen, it's hot it's and hot heavy. And heavy. So hot and heavy. dating can be crazy. Everything dating is crazy in Playa. Past. It's almost like you... You try to get what you can get out of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a today vortex. in this hour and you don't care after about that hour yeah, about yeah. what's coming next. So actually, yeah, as well to give you hope in that scenario, even we manage to find ourselves, sure. our, yeah, us too. Our energetic signature, yeah. In that bubble Chaos. because <laughs> this is something what's really important for me as well. We create these stories at, as world travelers that it's harder for us to find love, to find a committed partner. We create this story when we are living in a big city. Oh, I can't find love. We create always these this stories around why is it so hard for us in our specific scenario to find love. And I tell you what, we are all in the same shoes. It's everywhere. It's the same heart or it's the same easy it doesn't matter what you do where you are at and probably you're listening right now and you say like oh you're talking bullshit no i'm talking not because most of it has to do with yourself how open are you really to receive love but Ooh. but but but, but to, to, and i'm, I'm going to call you on this because this is one of the beautiful things about a twin flame Union about twin flame relationship that I share with Vanessa that she shares with me, and I gotta call you on this yeah. because I want to try to do this in the very beginning. I want to speak from I. Mm -hmm. I. I don't want this to be that podcast where I'm speaking you, I'm speaking we, and I'm trying to shift any sort of blame or any sort of personal responsibility onto the collective because I feel like it happens too often and it takes away the personal touch. Like we're looking for love. We can't find love and travel. We, we, we. And it's like, is it really we that we're speaking from when we speak? Or are we really just reflecting, trying to shift it from ourselves so that we don't take that personal responsibility of how and what my journey has actually looked like during this travel? Yes, I love that point. And it's time that I take responsibility mm -hmm. for my words. Mm -hmm. I don't take a talk in you and we and mm -hmm. whatever. And yes... That's so one met. mission so of our met. podcast as well. Taking responsibility, taking responsibility for love. Taking responsibility, bringing the spirituality down to earth, right? And really trying to show you that the frequency of love is not some simple thing, right? Like it is just, in my personal opinion, the more attached you are to your identity, like I was myself, the more attached I was to my, my past story, like I was, the, the, the scarier it actually was to start to shift my frequency, shift my vibration to love and not trying to pretend like I understood love, no matter how many relationships I had, not trying to pretend that it was some simple thing. The reality is the vibration of love before you really get to it, before I really got to it, it's just scary. And even with me being in it in some space, it's scary that like that these parts of me still want to rise and talk in my head and try to, like last night I had an ego death. Literally last night I had an ego death. And what was the decision that was coming up? What was the death for me? It was coming down to, oh my God, I'm a black American boy. Can I really date this German woman? Can I really do that? Like, can I do that? Am I really going to choose this this false narrative that doesn't have to continue to exist. Am I going to choose systemic racism and what that has done in my own consciousness or am I going to choose love? Am I going to choose Vanessa? And this was, she can, you, she can really attest to this. I was literally screaming, crying last night in our own apartment. I was screaming, crying. We're going to get hot and heavy on the original episode, the first episode, because I had this narrative in my head that I had to make a choice. Literally, yeah. am I going to choose the bottle and stay out of my power or am I going to choose a higher vibration? And I'll be honest, it's just it was just hard. It was just scary. And it was draining. For me, on the other side, it was hard and scary as well. It would have been so easy for me to say, oh, my God, that guy is crazy. Oh, my God. Like, now he's screaming at me. Oh, my God, the blame was one fingertip away. But 
I as well made a decision just to hold that space, to see the pain and to see the death he's going through because I knew if I gave him the space to go and move through that death of his ego, there will come something beautiful out of it. And it wasn't easy to be there. It wasn't lovey-dovey <laughs> light type of shit. <laughs> Some love and light warrior. No, it was not a love and light moment. It wasn't, but it's real. It's raw emotion. And this is what I want to create here on that podcast, really cleaning up the table, breaking illusions around love, dating, romance. And Sex. no, it's not getting easier when you found your twin flame. It's not getting easier when you found your soulmate. And there's no difference if you have a soulmate, a twin flame, whatever, nothing at all. Like The name doesn't matter. It, it, it really, the name really doesn't matter. It's, it's what you feel in your own space and taking the time and the energy, the energy to recognize that what we put our attention on is what we energize, is what now comes to life. So if I continue to put my energy on, can I really do this? Can I really stay outside the bottle, stay outside that system or just recognize that it's an illusion from the beginning? It is one now and it will continue to be. And also be gentle enough and kind enough of myself to recognize, you know what? At the same time, this is what I've known my entire life. So there should be some difficulty in the departure of such a feeble mindset. And so just learning to be also gentle with myself. Let's get into yeah. really how we met. Yeah. So we met in Mexico and I know it so well. You were Actually, you told me on our first, now I would call it a date, but when I walked, we had lunch together in that scenario. It was like you described earlier. It was like, oh yeah, I'm going to meet a new potential friend because I know you loved astrology. Mm -hmm. I was just coming out of dating another guy. Mm -hmm. You, I know from you, no, I didn't know it from you. I just um, heard that on that date that you came out of the same situation. And I wasn't going there with any intention of romance. I, I know exactly that I looked into your eyes on that birthday dinner and I was seeing something. But I was definitely not going there with, um, yeah, well, this is going to be my partner. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing a sparkle in your eyes. And actually, I remember believing it very clear. I told the birthday girl, I was like, yo, that girl, that girl has a, has a bright light. Like, your friend has a really bright light. I remember, I literally remember saying that. And she was like, yeah, yeah, she really does. And to be honest, it's like, I didn't think too much. Yeah. I really didn't think too much. I really didn't, wasn't like, oh, man, like, I'm ridiculously attracted to this girl. Like, she was cute, right? Like, but it wasn't even part of my thought process. It just wasn't in my mind. It wasn't something I was searching for. Yeah, because you were, like, you already booked your ticket home. Your seven, sister got yeah. a baby. It was, like, seven days out. I was leaving Mexico. Sister having a baby. I know I'm going to the U.S. I have and, plans to go to Europe after that. And I was, like, I was not making any illusions. I know Playa is a fast dating romance sex scene. Like, things are moving past there. I was not making any illusion around that that there is a potential of a relationship after. I call, it a, I call it a vortex. Um, I do believe there's these certain places in the world, and I call them vortexes. It's really places where your healing is accelerated. Yeah. It's places where uh, stepping into all the power that you really have as a magical being of light, though I'm not some loving light warrior, I'm not going to claim yeah. to be it. You know, I really do believe there's these places in the world that really speeds up your healing process that speeds up your traumas that speeds up everything and Plyto Karma is one of them there's a certain detachment what I actually find healthy for me as well to discover certain things in dating before I met you to get ready for you and we talked about that and that's really there's a magic for dating and a magic to find your person because of this vortex type because people get there in a natural way together not just in a romantic way but for any relationship. And is it really finding your partner or is it legitimately 
you know, honing in, fine tuning your own personal frequency so that your partner then attracts you. Because we talked yeah. about that the other day, no? You were telling me the other day, you were yeah. like, yeah, we don't need to go out and look for clients. We don't need to go out and look for these people. They come to us. Yes, and we had that example with our bike. We were looking for a bike shop and then we are creating YouTube videos for our channels and a guy walks up and gives us his card. He's an engineer for um, old bikes, exactly right. what we need. And it was a, it's a perfect example. We don't need to go out and look for right. a bike store even. It's so simple yeah. when we lean into it. We don't need to go out and look for our partner for yeah, right. what you just said. It's so we told you a little magic. bit about the physical meat, right? And we can we can elaborate a little bit more on that. And actually, I want to say we are here to help you to create that magic into your life as well. And, and, and to yourself and your relationships and also uh, to help. And I, I got a personal mission along with this is like using astrology to really help relationships to not only just form, but to get past those steps like in astrology, like Virgo, Virgo season. We actually have a lot of Virgo energy in the sky right now in space and like it's like it's past the non-committal leo season where you're like okay look i'm dating but it's not committal romance it's past that and it's more like can i deal with these person's habits like are these the habits whether they're eating habits their sleeping habits their work habits like are these the habits that i'm able to really foresee in my life so like getting people past that stage and that's when you start getting into the yeah. thick of love the vibration of love but coming back to our story so we were dating then in Mexico for your last days. Yeah. When you've been there. And then you took your flight. You told me before you left. And actually that, oh, to be honest, that broke my heart. But kind of I knew our story is not over. Mm. Um, because you told me that you are... You don't want to be in a committed relationship right now. And I... Uh, long distance. I said, I refuse to be in a long distance relationship because I've done that already. And in the ways that I've done that, I found myself dating somebody for two years, but only met them for three months. And it was just fake. It was, it just wasn't what it was. It was an illusion that I was living. That's what I told you. Don't try to play me, girl. <laughs> Don't try to play me. Yeah, but for me, I received it as the same because you were going away. Because <laughs> I didn't run. really hear you. I wanted what I wanted, and that wasn't happening. That's yeah. what I hear right now. That's what I'm yeah, hearing right so now. Yeah, so I got rejected. Like You felt rejected. Uh, yeah, I felt rejected by you. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because it was obviously you were traveling, you were going away, you didn't want to have a long-distance relationship, so it was a and, rejection. And, and, and really, at the same time, right, like, um, this also comes down to me having some sort of, some fear of intimacy as well, right? I really found myself also, and I told her about this, going through a pattern of whenever I do seem to meet somebody, it always seems like a flight comes really recent after, so I don't have to really get deeper in any relationship. These, that Gemini aspects that I carry within myself, it's like, not necessarily to go emotionally deep. So... I did, around that time, me and her, I had to really check in with this pattern. Even though I, my flight literally was already purchased before I met you, for some reason, like, God has shown me in that moment, like, yo, hey, look, son, here's one of the things that you are attracting. Here's one of the things you're setting up based off the energy field you currently have. Which I think then has to kind of bring us a little bit more to, like, when I really feel like I met Vanessa. Mm -hmm. You know? Because she likes to, she loves to believe that it was right there in Mexico so, in Playa del Carmen. And maybe for you to get a better picture how he left. <laughs> he was leaving like, I'm not coming back to Mexico any soon. I'm going to stay home for, I don't know for long, but it will be a little bit longer. And then I'm probably going to Europe, but I'm for sure not coming back next time. I was Mexico. done with Mexico. I was like, I was sitting in Mexico. I was like happy there. So I, I had no reason to leave Mexico, to be honest. I had nothing new showing up. I was like, okay, I'm staying here. So there is no, I, I couldn't see any, anything. But we stayed in contact for, for a whole month. You've been at home. And, right? that's, and, that, and that, that, that's where, this is where the angels came in, ladies and gentlemen. And we told her, I told her this story. She was with me the whole time, really. Like, this is where the angels came in. This is when my spirit guides came in. 
this is when, honestly, the whole divine team was like, make it happen. It's time. And, you know, one of the ways that first got me was was business, yeah. quite frankly. One of the first ways that got me was business. Like, what I had learned through my travels, you know, I don't know, 14 different countries or so, really living for the last four years, traveling around the world. One of the things I really recognized through my relationships along the way is I need an entrepreneur for a partner, mm-hmm. period. I need somebody that is willing and able to go ahead and catch a flight or live abroad because I have no interest in living in the U.S. She has no interest in living in Germany. And this is some of the beginning attractions. By me setting this uh, energetic frequency out there that this is something I need, that I need a partner that I can love and do business with like we're doing right now on this podcast, this is part of my energetic attraction field. And I think she had that as well. Whether I don't know yeah. if you knew it by then or not. I knew it very clear, and that player brought up that really clear for me because I was dating a guy. We had a shared vision, and I was like, "Oh yes, this is actually what I really want." But I was catching myself that I was never allowing myself to have both opportunities to have a lover and a business partner because for me it's super hard to separate, and I can't be with someone where I can't talk business with. Right. My mind is so fast and switching. I need a partner who's able to switch topics easily. And not it's not just relationship, it's not just business. Like everything comes together for me. I had that realization and with that guy I was dating, there just there wasn't the romantic physical attraction. Right. So I was like, no, I I should be able to have it all. I deserve it to have it all. And that made me so clear. And you showed up and suddenly there was everything. And it was like scary. And I think it was good for me as well that you weren't that fast in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That we really took it slow. And we just started to form our business relationship. Because through that, we got to know each other so well because we have that angle of when we do business we are not just doing business we are doing it with our full heart it comes with pure intentions and therefore we or i i just speak for you as well right now but i or i i take it back to me i want to get to know the person next to me i'm doing business with that's really important i want to see how do they act how do they embody what they teach? That's, that's a major point. So we actually took a lot of time to get our values right, to get set our goals. And I remember there was a certain time, it, it was Taurus season, where it was super important to redefine your values. Mm-hmm. And you taught me there a lot of with your ledger creation. And we were speaking about our values, about where we want to go, where do we see ourselves. We actually took a lot of time for that. What brought us really It was the most important it was together. the most important step. It was the mo- it was the most important step. Um, and that's where even when I had left Mexico for one month we were launching our first mastermind, which we thought we were doing. But again, this is what I said, like, I'm telling you, the whole divine team came in. They, they, I really feel like in some ways, like, I'm so stubborn. I'll be straight up. I'm so stubborn. I told you just, just last night, I had my, another ego death. And these happen very frequently for me with my whole Scorpio in the 12th house. I was Scorpio in the Pluto in the 12th house. And that is just constant transformation of the darkest parts of my own identity, my own ego that have to be released consistently through life in order to transform it into light that we get to share for you. So it, I, that's one thing right there, like me being able to say that I need to be free enough to speak my own expression. Like my mind literally works in the space of astrology. It just does. And so she's very receptive of that. These are just so all this time in the beginning was the foundational steps that led into our business. Me it being able to come, my mind doesn't really work rationally. Like, yeah. when she was speaking about business earlier, she's a cancer and, in that 10th house. It's and like, I love that. And I, like, I never found like a business partner like that who's operating that intuitive as well because with most of the business people, they are just following a 
predefined strategy, to doing step-by-step plan. To, to make the money. Yeah. At the end of the day, let's, let's be real. Let's be real. Like, you run a business to make money to try to do what they want and be their own boss. And I think it's okay to make the money, but it's like, how do I make the money? I'm not going, I'm not resonating with the mainstream flow of how. Yeah. And Because it's absolutely either. more than okay to make money. Like, yeah. you know, we are the only ones that stop ourselves from making money or from attracting the abundance that we want. Understanding that abundance is abundance of love. It is abundance of uh the luxuries and the resources in your home and the ones that we share outside the home. So it's like recognize that abundance isn't just money, right? I want to bring them to really how I feel like we really met because we, okay. we spoke about this. Um, and just to give you the, the really the, the fine tune, honestly, and to get real hot and heavy, it was the day because first off, we had talked about this on another podcast that we actually filmed that's going to come out a little later. We're speaking about never sleep with the person that you really feel like you love or you really feel like you want a, uh, a stronger bond. Don't sleep with them on the first night. I remember we were listening to Shaman Dirk one night. He said the same thing. He was like, look, like if you do sleep with me, understand that like you're going to lose a certain respect. So me as a man, I'm going to say this for women listening to this right now. Like There is a certain lack of seriousness that a man will have for you if you do sleep with him on the first night. No matter how much the chemical attraction is there, no matter how much... and you know, women, if you're also listening, like, if the man decides himself, if you knew, all right, I'm going to be open enough to let this flow, that we could sleep with each other on the first night, and the man makes a choice to not do so, even if he felt and you felt, y'all could have, and that's something that's known, right? We don't have to, we're grown-ups, we're adults, it's hot and heavy on this sex podcast. We don't need to sit there and pretend that this doesn't go through your mind or it does go through your mind, like, when you both know that the chemistry is really clicking and you want to sleep with the pheromones really raging on that first night and the man himself makes that decision to not do so, understand that he's looking at you as a serious candidate. He's looking at you as somebody he wants to stay on a deeper spiritual and emotional level with you. He wants to connect with you. And I remember telling Vanessa that in the beginning, I told her, I want to connect with her. I remember literally saying, I said, I want to connect with your light. And I was like, I don't even understand fully what that means. But I, I said on the first day, and you know what? I asked her to meditate. I asked her to meditate with me. <laughs> literally, I asked her to meditate. She, I remember she looked at me like, you want to meditate? And I'm like, I want to meditate. She literally was like, I'm going to do it because this is, this. I've never been asked to do something. Like, we were in an intimate setting at that moment. I even think we had candles lit already at that yeah. point. And I asked you to meditate. I remember saying that, like, and at the moment, that was the best that I could know connecting with the light. And again, from a physical standpoint, nothing happened that day. But I remember it was it was the day that we did take a shower together. And I found myself breaking down in tears. Like, it was yeah. almost like my soul was like, finally, finally, I found you. I recognize you. I don't even fully know who the hell you are. Because I remember thinking in my, while I'm going through this like out of body experience, my soul was like, I know you and I'm sticking around. But my human self was like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's like, why am I crying? Why do I feel so open? Why are my Scorpio ascendant defenses completely down and just like letting her in and letting her really see through my eyes, through the window, into my soul, all the way to the depths of whatever she can get to. Why? And that was one of the most beautiful moments for me, to be honest. And it was one of the things that definitely created that connection of light. It created that connection of light that I said I wanted. And saying I wanted to create that attraction field that eventually got me there with you. Yeah, and for me, on my end... What I realized when I met you and we got to know each other, like we had a really, really long first date. What well, was weird too, it, it felt so normal and I almost forget time, forgot the time. And I just felt balanced and calm around you. And that was the first new feeling for me. Like, mm. I really, and I know when I walked home, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really calm. Like, mm. I was like, normally I'm nervous. Like She's a Virgo like, ascendant, ladies and gentlemen, with a Virgo moon. <laughs> that is nothing near close to calm. They are almost always panicking. For, so her, for her to Gemini. say that is insane. <laughs> and a Gemini. So her mind is literally the most hyperactive coming from that planet Mercury. So please continue. Yeah, and I was calm and I was like, 
wow and i i think just a few days before i i know i had it in my head like when you actually feel safe with someone you are calm yeah and yeah i had that in my mind and i was experiencing it and it was like right. it was just so soothing and oh my god you're really making me you're making me now want eventually now you're making me want to say from you saying that feeling safe and feeling calm with somebody i really want to start to uh bring you guys to how i feel like and when i feel like we really met which is actually two years prior to mexico and bali indonesia ladies and gentlemen before i tell you how that is even possible and start really opening up what the frequency of love is on an extra dimensional level what i want to say is i want to go ahead and take a pause i want to sing you guys a song it's going to be more of an intuitive song. I want to sing you a song. I want to have Vanessa join in with me. But I also want to take this break because I got to use the bathroom. And that's just real, ladies and gentlemen. So when I come back, listen to this song. Hard and heavy. Hard and heavy, baby. We're back in with PNV's love song. Boom, baby. Do you believe in love? That cheesy love. Yes. Do you believe in all the times we go through? Do you believe in? Do you believe in? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in me too? Do you believe in me and you? Do you believe in love? That hot and cheesy love. That hot and heavy love. Often I have a really big fear in believing in myself. Mm. But when I look into your eyes Ooh. and I see your power, Tell me, girl. I believe in you. And I believe in you. That you believe in me mm. makes me feel Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining our little impromptu song. I wanted to just really make a show. Vanessa and I decided we really want to let our humor, our creativity, and our expression to show on full blast, baby. You're getting the entire rainbow here as we then bring you to when I feel like we really, really met. Is there anything you want to start off on this or would you like me to take the mic? I would like you to take the mic. <clears throat> I really feel like we met two years ago. And I didn't really get that until about two months after knowing Vanessa. And we began to actually speak about what were our lives like before we wanted and decided to make a conscious effort because you have to make, in my personal opinion, a conscious effort to begin to accept love. Like, legit. Like, you have to make a conscious effort. Yeah, and mostly that happens when the pain is just so big that we can't escape anymore to mm -hmm. make that decision mm -hmm. and for me it was like we were going back in our experiences what was or what have been the most 
painful and changing, transforming relationships been for us to really make that change within us and right. stop blaming others, taking responsibility for the pain and for ourselves looking really at my own shit and not escaping anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for me as well, right? It was really looking at, oh my God, Pernell, you are addicted to emotional turbulence. Like, and that was really a big surprise to me because I will be honest, like I really did feel like I was just dating crazy women. I just felt like, what the hell is going on? But, you know, as you start to really, uh, this is what I love about the world. I'm, I, I haven't always been a big fan of technology, but here's what I do love about it. Like, you know, we get to choose what we consume. And they hit a point where I started getting around more power players. They hit a point where I started getting more around uh, people in the world that have done more healing work. And this has happened through my traveling experiences. And as I did that, it was reflecting to me in the ways that I was healing and the healing work that I was doing. And it took a really hard blow to my, again, to my, and I don't want to villainize the, e the ego because I'm a big fan of ego. I think we need it. I think it's our best friend. I think it was our protector in youth. I really do believe that. Like when we couldn't protect ourselves as children, I believe that our ego stood there and took in an identity. It took a role that as we are now adults, we kind of, in my personal opinion, I owe my ego from that youth, all the damage it took, I owe it some healing. Like I owe it a little bit of payback, not because of an obligation, but rather uh, a desire, like it, a desire to be supportive of the people and the things and the energies and the spirits and the ancestors that also support me. And not to dishonor all of that support by continuing that emotional turbulence Yeah, and I was at a point where I realized I can't avoid anymore to step into my healing powers to start healing others. And at the same time, I was like deeply insecure and afraid, scared. And I got faced with all my ugly patterns of my childhood mm. I developed and I got the perfect mirror and in, in form of a relationship and mm -hmm. this was two years ago when we've been both at the same time in, in Asia. Bali. Yeah. I think we yeah, have literally We'll say we'll say Asia because it, it was ha we were, you were in India, I was in Thailand when it was starting. Yes. And then it, eventually we, we met in Bali at the same time but we never physically met. Yeah. We didn't know until two years later that we were literally in the same place. And those communities aren't so big that we miss each other by accident. Our relationship we had to that time been pretty Similar. equally yeah, toxic in, in certain ways. Um, but here, not to blame the partners we had, it was Looking showing us our toxicity yeah. Yeah. In, in ourselves. Right. And um, right. this is a hard balance to talk about this um, traumatizing and painful experiences in relationships without blaming the person we were dating, mm -hmm. taking the responsibility, but at the same time not making ourselves or making myself as a victim. Sure. And this is why I haven't spoke about this relationship a lot. Um, But the time is here. The time is now. It's the hot time and heavy, baby. We're in a hot know, and heavy sex podcast. I know that's going to be like a full and longer story. Um, as we as we continue to get through it, but I just really feel like it was important so that you, as the audience listening right now, you really looked at it and recognized, like, hey, you know, on our profiles, you know, our YouTube channel, one of our main focus and creative projects, uh, you will see more of the cultivated version of us, right? But I wanted to really, like, on this first episode, get really deep, get really hot, get really heavy in the fact that it took that span. I mean, it took really 10 years of dating and being in these pains and these toxic patterns for me to finally, two years ago, recognize that something needs to change, And that it took another year from that to recognize, oh my God, I'm choosing codependency. Like I'm choosing emotional turbulence. I'm choosing all of the crazy that I see. And I am the one actually 
subconsciously creating this turbulence within myself. And now because of that, I'm attracting those same vibes. And it wasn't until I finally said, Pernell, enough. Like you can live a happy life. Like you can literally live without always being in the shadows and being some sideline person that you're dating now for two years, but only three months you've even met them and everything in the middle has just been a headache. So it's like, why did I do that to myself? And uh, the quarantine here in Colombia, where I eventually traveled to to meet my wife, right? After this most turbulent relationship with myself that was reflected through a partner, I really had these dreams three days in a row that I met my Colombian wife or my Spanish speaking wife or my, my, I really didn't hear language. There was no words, but it was a magical vision, quite frankly. And I just knew living in Bali, I left. I went to Thailand because it was a safe place. So I went back to what was familiar, but it just wasn't enough. And really somehow all these dreams and life just led me to Colombia, led me to South America for the first time. I'd never been here. And uh, it, it, it really began to break my illusions, right? Like I started recognizing how I was moving from one traumatic place experience and uh, reflection of myself to another, to another, to another. And finally in Colombia in the quarantine with all that silence, my illusions shattered and it was terrible. It, it was terrible. It was just so many panic attacks and so much anxiety. I, I, I started really, quite frankly, the voices in my head were just unbearable. Like, And I had to really face myself. This is what it all led me to. It, it, it led me to an extreme break in my consciousness and my illusions. And it really forced me to start looking at what was my role in this? Why did I attract uh, business partners that wanted to use my energy? Why did I attract relationships that reflected my own chaos that I had never looked at for myself and at myself? It really started to show me in the quarantine last year that P, it's time to accept your role and it's time to stop blaming other people and it's time to take full and utterly just powerful and impactful responsibility for your own actions. And I think really this is what allowed me to begin to attract Vanessa. It's, for me, it's not the birthday party that we told you. It's it's this work over 10 years and it's this work that got really fine-tuned on the space of the vibration of love and attracting a real queen in my life two years ago and then last year to getting more into how do how does my masculine king need to show up and in what ways was I not stepping into my powerful masculine energy and just relying on my more so toxic feminine energy honestly and that being my past life as the mother and so that is ultimately what attracted Vanessa and allowed me to when I cried in the shower with her that day and allowed her to see my soul, it really was because I had to remove all the barriers that I set up against love. And I think that that process, without the major, without the specific details, because I don't think the people matter, but it's the, what I just told you is what I really feel mattered about what it really took to attract my divine partner, to really accept the union of this twin flame space and divinity within us. This is what I think really allowed me to meet her, like really meet her, because if I met her before any of this, it would have been what kept happening. All those partners that were reflecting myself was just showing how I was pushing love away. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And I want to share with you here as well when my journey really actively began and this was in 2015 when my dad suddenly died it was traumatizing for me it was painful and at the same time right now i can say it was the most beautiful thing happening to me in my life because it brought a change and it brought a development to be able to be right now with you here before that I wouldn't make the choices I did I wouldn't question the system I was in I was 
deeply captured in the regular system in our society in Germany. I was like going really the regular pathway. I was making an apprenticeship in a bank. I was studying business administration. I was on track to prepare myself to have a job in a big company. That sure. was my goal. Having then, of course, a man on my side, getting married perfectly before 30 right. years old. That was like my perfect scenario. But unfortunately, never it really worked out so well with a man. And then my dad died. And in that summer, I know it was already so painful because um, my relationship broke in the summer before and I was devastated, I, it was painful, I was hurt and I just felt like, oh, I get my feet on the ground again. It's just like, oh, I could see light on the tunnel, my new semester started, I signed up in a gym, I was prepared, like everything seemed like, okay, it's there for a new beginning. And then one day before my semester starts, my dad dies. So everything crashed. Everything was just not there anymore. And I started through that painful grieving um, period and as well through connecting more with my mom in that period to really learn what she teach because she is a spiritual teacher. She's my, my biggest guru. I learned so much from her in that period and I opened up for the spiritual world but on the other side I closed my heart and I built big walls around my heart because my dad my male figure which symbolized for me was my stability in my life he was my anchor he was my cheerleader he was a person, he looked into my eyes and I could see he was a person, he believed in me. So with him dying, the person who believed in me unconditionally, who always told me, Vanessa, you can do whatever you want to, wasn't there anymore. Mm. So the whole trust, the whole belief in myself was dead. Mm -hmm. And it was a time since then for me to build that healthy trust within me to build that trust within me that I can go a different path that I can embrace my weirdness my uniqueness I never felt I always felt like an outsider even it doesn't seem like it I had a friend circle yes I had all these things which made it seem like I felt that I belong but I never belonged somewhere I always felt outside. I did this yoga teacher trainings and everything. I never felt I really belong in these communities. It gave me in the same time a really big power and it really continued teaching me that I am the person who is responsible for building the trust within me and to feel comfortable and to feel connected. And then I cannot look for a community to, to get that out of, sure, out of me. And yeah, when then when I started opening my heart through different types of relationships, through painful periods where I got my mirrors, right, what prepared me all in all to to meet you. And I was telling you as well that I wouldn't be ready in the beginning of the year to meet you I wouldn't be confident enough because I would have thought like oh my god who's that awesome guy he's doing astrology he's doing everything I love how could he ever chose to be with me mm -hmm. yeah and that came up yeah that came up and you know I had to almost take a breath like how about let's if you're on this podcast, I want to have you actually take a breath and let that sink in because something really right now is channeling through me to say that we should that we should really take a breath together. I'm going to show you some of the ways I've learned from the monks, from the people in my, my healing and my traveling journeys. I want to actually just, for starters, allow you to release the tension in your jaw. 
Like I really want you to just let your jaw relax and unclench your teeth and notice briefly in your body where the areas of tension are. Maybe your hands are clenched. Maybe your feet are stuck and cemented to the ground. Maybe you feel frozen. Maybe you feel the complete opposite and you feel free. But just take a second to really unclench your teeth and relax your jaw and allow your eyes to just get a little heavier. And I want you to focus on the center of your belly. I want you to force your belly open a little bit. Yes, there you go. Let go of the tension in your abs. And now I want you to take an inhale from that belly space as you notice the air to rise from your belly and circulate into your heart and allow this air to really heal you and recognize that this breath is the engine. This breath is the engine and it's an engine that can heal or it's an engine that can suffocate. But right now we're in this space of allowing our heart to feel light and allowing our heart to feel free. As you relax your shoulders down, allow the air to just escape. Don't actually exhale, just let the air escape as if you were blowing mist on a school bus window. And before your next inhale, on that window, I want you to draw a heart. Just in your imagination, I want you to draw a heart if you're looking to align with the vibration of love. And as your belly is open and expanded, once again, take that inhale and visualize the air. Now move beyond your heart. And allow that energy to move closer and up into the area of your third eye and even beyond into your crown. And I want you to realize how quickly it was for you to be able to ground and center yourself as your ears melt on your exhale, your jaw stays relaxed and your heart feels light. You can now step back into your body and join us again on this hot and heavy podcast and recognize that by joining this podcast, it's not just going to only be about sex at every corner, right? Because what we spoke about today is what begins to create an incredible sex life. We had a lot of work to do that had nothing to do with physical intercourse for us to begin to have a more magical, a more emotional, a more connected level of not just, again, intercourse, but connection. Literally light touching light. When I first met her on the day one, I told her I want to connect with her light. And that you can have sex without actually having sex. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And you'll hear some of that on these episodes coming in, how men can have multiple orgasms, and it's not the orgasm of when you actually ejaculate. And that things turning you on, which aren't sex as well. Absolutely. And she does a lot of this in her touch course uh, that you should be able to really check out because she speaks about how you can use touch to begin to really love yourself and how that journey for her cultivated through accepting the importance of the human experience that touch can provide. Yeah, and that what P teaches you amazingly is how you express yourself in your own way, how you find your own unique expression and therefore reading out of your natal chart can be so, so powerful, even comparing your natal chart with your partner what that actually helped us in our relationship but he's doing that with other couples as well how you create this deeper understanding and connection with your partner he's a magini in that field and i invite you to lean into these maybe new topics maybe old topics for you and connect with us here, share us as well, which challenges are you right now facing? Please we do. invite you to give us feedback. How, what is your life looking right now? 
Now, here's what I want to do. We told you a little bit about how we met. We told you a little bit about our love story. I want to actually, before we get out of here, I want to create a frequency. And Vanessa, I'm going to challenge you to really inform the audience with this next exercise and show, and together we're going to show you how you really are never going to know what to expect here because we are freedom expressive people. We want to free your soul and we want to help you liberate, not just through sex, which we're going to teach you, not just through love and the vibration that it brings, but through all of the healings and all of the lessons that we've had from, again, the cultural, the tribal, the shamanic, the, the, the Buddhist monks, the, the everybody, the jungle people. We've been so many places and we really want, and I have recognized for myself especially, to, that I have to transform these dark moments in my life into light for you. So, Vanessa, I want you to have you just focus on some key words mm -hmm. that we will make sure to cover so that they can get, I want you to inform the people. And I'm going to... Honestly, I'm going to tap into something that my soul is telling me to do. And I just want you to, I won't say any words at all, mm -hmm. but I want you to tap into the words, the key words that they can really understand is going to be a part of this podcast yeah. and go beyond, go expansive. All right. Just to give them a quick overview. <clears throat> all right. Let me, uh, let me clear my throat, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. This is completely off script. Do we have a script? We don't have a script. <laughs> Free flowing. together and stopping the fight within us facing ourselves mm. thank you very very much uh, ladies and gentlemen those of you on the hot and heavy sex magic podcast we would like to send you a grand first episode thank you for joining us for staying here this far if you are still here and there is a section in area for you to create comments or send us a message please do so with the color 
that you resonate with the most, send that heart in. And share it with your friends if you love it because we are just in the beginning and we appreciate all your support and sharing what we get for you. Absolutely, absolutely. And don't forget to check out our Moon Cycle Tribe where we are not only bringing people together, but we are looking to share the benefit of why you would even want to be in there. What might you actually get? What makes this particular Moon Circle Tribe unique? And beyond the fact that collaboration is really huge in our lives, we're looking to create a space where shared values between the outcast, between the black sheep, the ones who have been ridiculed for their not just sexual expression, but also creative expression, understanding that sex at its highest form is creation energy, right? And so we're looking to really help you in this tribe dig deeper into the parts that make you unique, which requires a a step into living more into cycles, a step into finding ways to actually extract the identity, the expression, the magic of who you are. This is what you can expect from this tribe other than what you already know. And we want you to join this. We want you to recognize that this is something that costs you absolutely nothing except for your attention and your heart space to connect, to really accept that you are the beginning in the ship staring the age of the Aquarian, the age of humanity now operating in unison for the collective and no longer is it enough for us to allow division that currently exists in the world, that currently exists within ourselves, which is why it exists within the world. It is no longer time. It is time to step into unity. It is time to attract your divine partners. It is time to have more soul level connections. Yes, and we will share with you how to tap into that frequency of love, which is the new frequency for our whole collective Mm. which brings up right now a lot of turbulence in our world Mm. a lot of painful Mm. death and a painful breaks up breakups and painful things are showing up and people are literally dying people are certain people are not able to hold that frequency Mm. and how to move through that painful period of of change in our mm-hmm. whole world mm-hmm. on the whole global scale mm-hmm. and you have now the t- choice to make do I remain ha- where I'm at do I remain in my own personal victimhood or am I doing the action and Absolutely. taking the action, the conscious choice mm-hmm. to surround myself with the frequency of love. Boom, ladies and gentlemen, that Moon Cycle Tribe, every new moon, every full moon, we do and host writing prompts. It is astrologically based, so we work with the energies in order for you to manifest your six-month cycles moving forward on new moons and also to help you understand how far you really came and spend the gratitude on the full moons of what has cultivated from your new moon cycle six months prior. And that is a continuous and ongoing process teaching you as we share our ways of living in cycles. Vanessa using numerology and Ayurveda and breath work within our sessions. She's teaching you the work that she's learned from her time with her different gurus in India and beyond. And on the other opposite, the bi-weekly, we are holding conversations, discussions around sex magic around what that even means, how to manifest your partners, how to navigate the different traumas that you have faced, the different pains to then transmute that death and that darkness that you've gone through into the light, which becomes your ultimate expression, becomes the magic that you are here to share with the world, the collective, in honor of love for yourself, which ultimately spreads love to others. Yes, and one thing I really want to add when you're right now thinking, oh my God, is it every week? I can't commit to that. I don't have the time. I don't have the capacity for it. Then really I invite you right now to check in with that thought. Mm. 
you have the time, if you make the time. And the commitment is crucial in every development because how do you want to commit in a relationship when you are not able to commit in different areas of your life right. as well? Right. I think it's really time that we learn to relearn to commit Absolutely. because we know how to commit, mm -hmm. but it got so easy to quit to start something fresh. So yes. Here's the beauty, here's the magic. You know, really right now you have two options because we understand that it's important to also meet you at the level that you're at. And so one of your options is to join at a one-time rate to this Moon Cycle Tribe to really get a glimpse to see what is it like. And because it's not for everyone. It's not for everybody. But you also have that membership option. And when you do that, you get exclusive rights to our, also our own individual services. And you get to join our community in a way that actually begins to pay you back, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, there will be a tremendous shift within you just through the commitment. Just through the commitment. Through what doesn't mean you need to be present every time. Because why? I'm a really freedom player but, as well. but even when they're not present but in the membership what you are energetic do they have? and you are energetically within the group and this has such a big impact on you on your process because you will always have our spirits with you even if you show up or not and i see that actually as the most valuable thing it is the most valuable thing and also to add that tangible real earthly value as a part of this membership, you have access to the replays. You have access to join in even when your time commitment, because we know when we meet people from all over the world and, you know, at times there are people in our group and then they travel to Europe and that's a six hour, seven hour difference and they may not be able to commit. So they still have those replays available as a part of the membership, which is beautiful. You don't necessarily get that when you join one time. But also discounts, you'll notice within it on my personal services as an astrologer to help you form better relationships as our joint services, as your relationship, intimacy and sex coaches. It just continues on also for Vanessa's readings that she does and her intuitive healings when you work with her on that one on one base. The magic is there. The magic is available. It's just a choice that you have to make for yourself. Thank you for joining our first episode of the Hot and Heavy podcast. Like she said, please share this. Please spread the word. This is part of our superpower, communicating the tough, the ugly, and the beautiful subjects in a way that all of us can understand the duality and all things and the magic and relationships. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is your hot and heavy sex magic podcast. Boom, your twin flame couple checking in. See you soon.